Yeah, so, salam alaikum. Um, yeah, today's episode is just a bit of a random one, to be honest. We're just doing it on a whim. Um, not really much. We just wanted to have a catch-up and we thought, why not record it on a podcast? Because that's pretty much what this podcast was for, to be honest, just to keep in touch with everybody. So, today, we've got Sikanda Arafat. Assalamu alaikum, guys. Wa alaikum salam. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Everything is... Perfect. How are you? You know, that reminds me of um, this show that I watched, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. There's a little girl. She's really creepy. Everything that she says is perfectly splendid. Everything is perfectly splendid. But I'm good, alhamdulillah. Um, I've been trying to fix my sleeping schedule, as you know already. As am I. It has been atrocious, where I sleep at 8 a.m. and I wake up. Well, on a good day, sleep at 8 a.m. On a bad day, it's sleeping at noon. Um, but recently, it's been very hard, but recently I've been able to fix it, sleeping at 11, and then we wake up at 5 a.m. And it's, honestly, it's changed so much. Like, I've already told everybody this, but I'll say it again. Like, you wake up um, around 5, you go down, have breakfast. Uh, once you've already had your breakfast, you what, have a little reunion with the family when they wake up for fudging, which is also very nice. Then you have, uh, did I mention breakfast already? Yeah, you have breakfast. You go upstairs, have your shower, wherever your upstairs or shower is. Once you've had your shower, have your little skincare routine. And then you've got two hours or so before 9am, which is where I usually start my day and go to work. Um, at that moment in time, sometimes I review my CV, I go through emails or I do some university work. So honestly, waking up early, like I woke up at 6am once. It's a beautiful feeling. Bro, it's so good. You feel it's productive amazing. already. I woke up at 6 a.m. and I feel like it was too late. You feel amazing when you wake up at that time. You slowly tick things off on your day and you've already kick-started your day before everybody else is awake. You've been awake for like four hours or so when you hit work and everybody else is just waking up from work. So it's, it's you feel really good. You feel rejuvenated. And once you keep this up, slowly becomes your routine. Uh, Ramadan's around the corner, so it's probably going to go downhill and just ruin that. But I'm still recovering from last year. Yeah, if you if you can fix it, after Ramadan as well, then you've generally won because a good sleeping pattern is the key to a lot of my problems and has solved a lot of them, to be honest. So I'm very, very happy with the progress I've made in the past four or five days. It's still something I'm trying to, uh, you know, get around. I would say recently I would sleep around 2, 3 a.m., which is not really the best best of times. I could laugh at that now. (laughs) It was you. It was you. <laughs> I had the worst sleep in the whole entire group, but at the least you had the worst. Sleep. It was the worst. I can't lie, and it wasn't. It wasn't good because I'd wake up it at was like four p.m. Death was self-inflicted. All the coffee, but oh yeah, I'd have like four, six shots of coffee a day, <laughs> and I'd be surprised that I'm not going to sleep for like ten p.m. But I would say that university definitely doesn't help with deadlines. You feel like you've got to pull a lot of all-nighters, especially with our work routine. We tend to leave it <laughs> till last minute. Um, but waking up at like 4pm, 5pm is the worst. It's night out already. And even if it isn't, it's kind of like still some light outside. By the time you have a shower, by the time you get out of bed, by the time you have breakfast, it's dinner time. Like, well, what normal people call dinner time. And you've, you've lost a lot of days. You've got a lot of press to catch up on. All of a sudden, everything just feels like a task. Nothing feels doable. 
Oh, and what I forgot to mention, I read the Quran as well after Fajr. It feels so good. I completely forgot Fajr. You pray Fajr. But, but when you wake up at like 6, 5 p.m. because you slept so late, your day is gone. Every little thing is a task and requires so much energy for you to sluggish. Off. Yeah, fatigued, sluggish. You've, had, you've slept so much and it hits mm. 7, 8 p.m. and you're still tired. Yeah, definitely a... Good thing that I've managed to fix my sleeping pants first day, I can't lie. It's I'm on the road to recovery. Inshallah. Bro, it's the best thing I can prescribe. Oh, prescribe. <laughs> it's the best thing I could prescribe to anybody, to be honest, because you, when you've got problems and things that you're already dealing with and stresses and university life and family life and whatnot, the worst thing you can do is add to that mm-hmm. and be in so many ways that we usually do add to it. The worst of it is wasting time sleeping through the day and losing the day and losing productivity and letting work pile up and letting your tasks pile up and then feeling guilty that you haven't completed these tasks and whatnot and whatnot. So you just make it worse and worse. So the best thing you can do is slowly start to tackle your day. I read uh, this one guy, he said, the best way to be productive is start with the little things. Do the little things that make you feel productive. So if you see something on the floor, you pick it up, um, your clothes are on the floor, pick it up, hang it up, and then now you've got a clean floor. You feel productive, you feel happy. It's a chemical reaction in your body. You're going to feel happy that you've just done something good. You feel productive. I saw something similar. It was like, if it takes you less than a minute, do it. Yeah. Yes. If it takes you less than a minute, do it. I mean, and obviously one of my favorite quotes, this was from old, old OG FusiTube. I'm not sure if you remember. (laughs) OG. He used to say, look, always do the uncomfortable option. Always the uncomfortable option because the uncomfortable option tends to be always the right option that we don't want to do. Like, for example, sitting in bed at like 4 a.m., yeah. uncomfortable options to get out of bed, make all the and go pray. But you've got to do it. It's the uncomfortable option. With that, the five-second rule as well. Decide on what you want to do in five seconds. If you don't, you're not going to do it. But do it within five seconds and you're good. I'm going to have to use that tomorrow. Yeah. So in this week or so that we haven't seen each other, I remember you saying the first thing you said when I saw you was... You've actually been quite good in the past... I have been quite good. ...two, three weeks that we haven't seen each other, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really interesting as to why. (laughs) So if you care to explain. So um, for the past week or two, I... I don't know. I just felt like I needed to be with myself for a bit. And it's weird because I'm normally the opposite. I hate... I despise, actually, sort of being to myself. I always love to be around other people. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm the most uh, talkative yeah. or the most extroverted, but just being around other people, doing things with other people, like, it helps. But, um, I don't know, I felt recently it's been a bit too much mm-hmm. and I just took the week or two to myself, um, off my phone, mm-hmm. um, and I'm... I don't know. I I just feel like I'm in a very good state right now. My iman has improved so much, alhamdulillah. Like, um, the amount of work that I've been doing as well has improved so much. Like, I just feel like it's really taken a positive effect on me. Because what I feel like is when you're around people, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by their life, their stories and what's going on in theirs. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I know you're very helpful. Um, I tend to be the same. I try to help out wherever I can. But in doing so, we oftentimes forget that we've got our own things and our own life and our own responsibilities um, and our own problems that need fixing or dealing with. So 
when you're around others and their problems and whatnot, I mean, of course, we're there for our friends, we want to help out. But it can get a little bit too much. We do forget your own deen. You can forget your own um, spiritual health, your mental health. And obviously, we're university students, you could really easily get caught up. I mean, your attendance wasn't looking too good. I'm not going to lie. Don't push it. Don't put that on the record. <laughs> that was tough. I thought mine was bad, to you be honest. You know what? It's, I'm, I've always been amazing with attendance, but... I don't know what's been going on. This year's been atrocious. It, I mean, it's Zoom. This, it's honestly Zoom. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. No. I can't sit in front of a 20-minute YouTube video, let alone sit two You know why? It's because it's all recorded, so we don't actually need to stick to our timetables. We can just pick whenever we want to go over the lecture. Have you been going over it? Yeah. In these past, in these past two weeks, what do, you think I, what do you think I've been doing in the past two weeks? I thought it was just your dissertation work. It's playing up. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, no, I don't, don't think you're playing around. It's for your dissertation work. Obviously, we have our exam. Uh, do you know when? We have an in-class test coming up. Yeah. Do you, and then, <laughs> do you know when? Eight, 15th? 18th? Monday? This Monday? Next Monday? It is this Monday. Oh, but it's not the 15th. When is it? The 8th, huh? Yeah, Allah, that's a lot closer than I thought. It's the 8th. And literally oh. in one week from now, this is the 1st. Oh, <laughs> we have an exam in all I could do is laugh <laughs> so yeah I've been going over you know what um, I haven't actually done no work this whole term and we're over halfway through it so yeah this mm-hmm. these past two weeks I've it's definitely been very spent, difficult to adapting to COVID life I've definitely spent a lot of my time just trying to catch up but yeah, going back to the original point, tell me about why you think solitude helped a lot in um, in your iman and university work as well. You know what? The time to myself, it definitely <coughs> gave me time to think over everything. Um, I feel that just the little things. You see like when you're on TikTok and you're scrolling and you see yeah. these, these Islamic videos. and yeah. Normally people, I mean, I'm still like this as well. It's like... I want to skip it, but I feel wrong yeah. to skip it, do you know yeah. what I mean? But then, I don't know, I just felt like, you know what, let me listen mm-hmm. for once. Yeah. I mean, from time to time, I would yeah, listen. Yeah, not for once, yeah, yeah, from time to time. But, and then, you know what, like, my whole feed started to become a lot more Islamic. Like, how it was Ramadan last year. Yeah. And... I was just finding, like, I was learning things, I was, I was listening to things, listening to recitations, to uh, hadiths and stories, and I, I started to fall more in love with it. Oh, that's good. And then I was also listening to recitations on uh, Spotify and YouTube as well. Right, yeah. Going to sleep with it. Um, I would wake up and I'd put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I be in the kitchen and I'd be cooking and I'd just have it on and luckily I've only got one flatmate so uh, I don't think I think they're nocturnals uh, they need to start their sleeping patterns themselves (laughs) because they're awake at night and I don't see them the whole of the day so um, yeah I can just play it and it's so calming and relaxing and it's really to help to de-stress to get my mind to where to to put my mind in the right direction yeah um i just yeah it's 
that in I a sense it's yeah i had um because uh, it's ramadan like it's literally coming up like mm. um inshallah we all reach uh, ramadan inshallah. um it's less than what 42 or 43 days away so it's not that far away and um i'm going through our ramadan reminders now i usually have a playlist from merciful servants that i play to slowly get us in the mood and whatnot I listened to one of them, and one of them says, look, we have daily reminders about daily pit stops to relax, relax, and just know that, look, Allah, there's a thing, like, you have a relationship with Allah, you're on this earth, just to, like, fulfill that. Sometimes we can get a bit too distracted from all of this, but we have a lot going on, like you said, sometimes you need to disconnect. And one of that disconnecting methods, your daily prayers. You have five of them. That's your pit stops, your five daily pit stops. Remind yourself um, and whatnot. Then you have a weekly pit stop, Jum'ah prayers. Obviously, right now with COVID, I'm not sure how many places have them open, the uh, masajids, but whenever they're open, they're your weekly um, pit stops. Even without Ramadan, uh, even without Jum'ah prayers, you should look to obviously make it count um, with your du'as, reading Surah Kaf, um, the sunnah of like having a bath and nice clothes. Mm-hmm. Just try to fulfill these regardless of messages being open or not. And then your yearly pit stop, it's Ramadan. So um, obviously with all this coming up, I feel like we all need that pit stop where we just kind of disconnect ourselves. And I feel like social media is definitely one that we need to disconnect ourselves from. Um, I, went, I deleted my Twitter, the app, and whenever I want to access it, it was through Safari, and it's so hideous on Safari that I honestly, I'm so discouraged from going on it now. It just looks horrible. So like it's drastically gone down from like two or three hours a day to five minutes here and there. And Facebook is just to sell stuff. Marketplace. So I honestly. Actually, I've never used Facebook. Oh, you can, it's really weird. I have it. It's, it's, it's an, I don't really use it. I don't. I don't. I, don't really use I use it as a kid. I have it because it has my. I update my photo every once in a while just so that everybody knows what I look like. So mm. if there's any like marriage proposals, <laughs> they don't want this to get themselves into. <laughs> but other than that, I don't really go. Uh, so Facebook. yeah, I've been just off my phone. Um, That's good. Uh, deactivated Insta, barely on Snapchat, uh, Twitter. You know, just to like. A quick thing. Yeah. Uh, I did delete TikTok about three, four times. Mm. And then I kept reinstalling it for different recipes. Oh, yeah. There's some good recipes there's on there. I can't lie. What recipes, the heck? Very good recipes. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I just kept it. I'm like, there's no point to keep deleting mm. and installing it. I'm, I think... But I'm I put it at the end, like, I'm, like... You know how you can have like three, four, five different pages yeah. on your phone? I've put it on the lot, very last page. I have like two, two or three main pages and then it's straight away the shortcut library. Uh-huh. So like all the apps are in that little library and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all like grouped for you and it's yeah. really annoying because it's always there, it's accessible. But I wanted to delete TikTok in like a, mo- like a month prior to Ramadan. So in like, like 15 days or so, I'm going to delete it inshallah. This is not that long. Like, yeah, when there's like a month soon. left, I want to delete top of weeks. Because they say you only need like three weeks or a month to like detox from something. Mm-hmm. And I need to detox from t- uh, TikTok because as much as there are funny videos and recipes and, you know, stuff on there, a lot of music pops up on there. A yeah, lot of yes. music. So if anyone's on that journey of just trying to quit music, do not download that app. Uh, there's a lot of like random weird couples I think we all know a few or uh, just weird people that just give their own uh, fatwa on religious stuff which just isn't acceptable 
that's why I, I don't really get a lot of my stuff from TikTok. Like, I like obviously there's the recitations. There are some stuff where they get like they're just telling you about what they read in a book. Yeah, that I like. I'm okay with. But when it comes to, like religious stuff, I tend to stick to like our books, um, trusted accounts, and like you know, there's this uh, Moroccan. I think he's Moroccan. Uh, he's a this sheikh. He, oh, his, his things are so good. Um, his talks. It's in Arabic, but sometimes they like put subtitles on his mm-hmm. videos. You must have seen them. Maybe. Um, anyway, yeah, I love listening to him. So uh, people like that. I have Qalam Institute. So right now, obviously, I'm trying to read some of the Quran prior to Ramadan already, getting yeah. used to it. Um, and I do the, I listen to the tafsir of it as well by Qalam Institute, which is really good. Mm-hmm. So whatever I read in the Arabic, I can just listen to obviously what the tafsir meant. Yeah. So it's very good. I, I am trying to obviously detox from social media because being away from your phone is just so good. It's, a lot of problems come Lo- from it. Literally, life becomes peaceful. Do you know what? I, I feel like we say, look, the fo- it's the phone, but not communicating with people is a, it's a very peaceful because that, essentially that's what it is. You're not communicating with other people. You're not finding out what their life stories are mm-hmm. on Twitter. You're not seeing what their thoughts are, whatever. It's just you, yourself, and you're detaching yourself from other people's um, you communication. You yeah. do appreciate the finer things that come yeah, with life. Yeah, because honestly... I've realized when you cut communications out with a lot of people, even if they're good for you, like, this is just necessary every once in a while, even if they're good for you, it's good to cut it out because kind of need that every once in a while. You, you just get you to lose yeah. track of some of the things that maybe you should be doing instead. Yeah, because I when generally... you spend time with other people, that I, may every not Every time you cut your phone out, you just see a boost in, like, how you are, like, mm-hmm. how your man is, how your faith is. There's always a boost in it once you cut your phone out of it, and... That's not just a random little thing. Mm. You're being more productive with your time. You uh, you mentioned music. Yeah. I feel that I think recently I despise the thought of listening to music. Subhanallah, it's very good. I know, alhamdulillah. Like, I just... I don't want to listen to it. Alhamdulillah. Do you know what I mean? No. Ah, uh, it's hard because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to also stop listening to music as well. Mm. So most of my days is just... I'll listen to either a podcast, like I said, the Tafsirs, or I'll listen to, um, before I used to listen to Fresh and Grounded a lot, but like I said, I'm just trying to return to all of it now because I yeah. slacked off. Um, the Quran. Uh, I always ask this as well, what's your favorite reciter? And if you don't say Muhammad Bin Shawi, then you're doing it wrong. Like, Bin Shawi's voice is just, it's gold. I mean, it's I didn't give gold. you that. I didn't give you my suggestion. <laughs> you gave me one. I said the top three. You gave one. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to him. I was like, you know what? Take it. I haven't so, listened to him actually. I haven't listened to him. You have. You must have. I haven't you, you had must. Him. I I listen. So, Ajmi, Al Muaykli, Ramadi. No, Maher Al Muaykli, Ramadi, Abdul Basit, Minshawi. Uh, Sudeis because like, he's got a classical voice so every once in, once yeah. in a while the Saudi channel especially I love it when they play it those those six are like my main ones and I very rarely listen to anyone else other than these six because I love that like classical classical kind of voice I'm sure you've listened to um, I've listened to others I think Ishmael Al-Nuri Al-Nuri that's you know, the one that you said? yes Sheikh Ishmael Al-Nuri um, once this is done, I'll. I'll yeah, do something. because I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you've. 
You must there's, have heard there's it. Ra'ad al-Kurdi. Um, he's good. Um, but I don't listen to him as such. I haven't... I Like I said, I love those classical voice. Like, yeah. um, if they do an imitation, like uh, Ra'ad al-Kurdi did an imitation of Abdul Basit, I loved it. I listen to that. But uh, if there's not other imitations, then I tend to like stick to the classical. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Those classic uh, sheikhs, they just, they've got this gem that's just iconic, iconic voice. And I probably gravitate towards that. I feel like I've been listening so much that I'm starting to like remember like the actual like ayahs now. That's and good. I know like uh, just to make sure that like what I'm actually saying is correct. Like yeah. I'll uh, get it up on yeah. on Google and whilst it's playing, I'd go over it and recite it. And slowly, slowly, I'm starting to learn one ayah after the other, after the other, after the other. That's and good. then. You know, someone said, um, look, if you want to memorize, if you want to try memorizing surahs, um, like, easier, yeah. uh, surprisingly, I got this off TikTok, and it was really good, because I tried it the next morning, and it worked. So, you just, you recite the surah, the, the, sorry, the ayat, and you just try um, one uh, word from the next ayat, just one. So, the first word from the next ayat, you, you recite it, along with the first ayat that you just read. Mm-hmm. So, for example, قُلُوا ahad. Allah, and you do that like 10 times and you yeah. just do it over again again and again and again and then you move on to the next one so like that you do it you do it you do it you do it mm-hmm. so when you actually then trying to memorize it like memorize it properly it comes into your mind the actually. next word from the next um, ayat is already there the next yeah. verse is already there so it helps a lot you recite the first ayat and then the next word with it that actually might be a shout that's a very good shout I'd be just like in the kitchen there's a nice echo I can't lie Kitchen is a very nice echo. Gee. So you're reciting there. And I just be reciting, and then I forget what comes next. I get angry with myself because just ten seconds ago, you knew I knew what it was. Yeah. And then I'd have a look at what it was, or um, I'd listen to it, and I'd be like, "Oh, of course." It helps a lot when you know the next word yeah. because it, it just triggers the next, the next literally, verse. Literally, and there's this it app, uh, Tertil. Whatever, like if that's there's been, the, it's like the Shazam, but for the Quran, mm-hmm. like it's so good. Whichever, like if you're reciting, like this verse is, what was it? What was this verse? Like you hear a sheikh, it's a snippet, and he's just trying to find out who it is. Mm-hmm. Literally, go on Tertil, uh, I'll record it. it. So T A R T E E L. Okay. Yeah, it's on App Store. I'm not sure. Probably on Google Store as well. But like, it's so good because it's like whatever like sword is playing on your mind, and you can just remember it. Okay. Just open the app, record it, and just record yourself reciting it, and we'll find out where it is. Slowly getting our life together in that sense, which is good, alhamdulillah. I mean, it's not always easy because there's so much around us that prevents it. Prevents us, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, we've, we're accountable for our, our like, time and our youth and how we use it. I feel like I've been trying to perfect some of the things that mm, I've maybe not been so good at. So, like. for example, during prayer, my concentration <clears throat> has never been um, good. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's... I've heard different things that, like... Helps others? Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that sort of helps you. So, like, right. um, imagine you're praying towards the Kaaba. Yep. Or, I was just going to mention that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And then to your left, I believe, is Jahannam. And to your right, is yeah. like Jannah. And just visualize just like Allah is looking down on you mm-hmm. as you're praying. Which is I don't know. Recently, I just feel like uh, so I I would also like just try to perfect like my tajweed as well. Because we're like supposed to, voice. yeah. 
Yeah, uh, we're supposed to like we're supposed to read with good Ted Reed, and slowly and calmly. Like, you know, it's supposed to be nice. We're supposed to enjoy yeah, it as well. Yeah, it's to fix your pronunciation first before and, you beautify it. Yeah, and as we as we do all of this, we take all of these extra steps. You're going to slowly to start to, like, actually build that khushu as well, no? Mm-hmm. And also, obviously, another big step that we can take is actually what are we saying in our prayers? Like, the trans- Get translation yeah, of yeah. what we say in our prayers. So, with uh, what I've been trying to memorize, I would get what um, it means in English. Mm-hmm. And then it tells a story. Yeah. So and then depending I on understand what, what surah you read or what you're reading, yeah. I understand what I'm reciting and it just adds beauty to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It no, hundred. It makes it well, beautiful. I remember we spoke about this a lot because if you're reciting something that you don't have any clue, it's become because it's become subconscious for all yeah. of us. Like if you've been doing it since you were young, there is no thinking as to what the next word is. Which mm-hmm. it just comes out. So, blessing and the curse, in that sense, it's, we've become too comfortable, and if you don't know what it means now, then you really need to get to know, because otherwise, there's no thinking, the next word just follows and follows and follows before you know you've completed your prayer, but you don't actually know what you've said in your yeah. prayer. So, yeah, we really need to, like, know what it actually means, like, what... To take your time to, yeah. to understand... Which is obviously a big step, and Literally. these are all little things. I guess this is more of a podcast, and like this episode is more like what we're doing, preparing for Ramadan, which yeah. makes sense. I mean, it's only a month and a half away. I mean, it's gotten to a point where um, so I went out the other day, mm-hmm. and before uh, there were a few friends outside, they were waiting for me. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to hurry up. Just came out of the bathroom. I left. As soon as I left, I checked my phone and I saw that it just entered a. Zuhur. Yeah. And my hand was on the door ready, like, I was literally outside, my hand was on the door, and I was like, if I leave now, You're gonna miss I'm making the intention that, I, that I'm going to miss this prayer. On purpose, you're not going to pray. Uh, yeah, like, on purpose, I'm, like, I've made if I leave now, I'm missing this prayer. And my hand was on the, on the door, like, my friends are waiting for me, but I can't miss this prayer. But my friends are waiting for me. They've been, they've been waiting for five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I don't care. Like, I just walked back in, made my wudu. Um, I didn't pray then, which probably I should have. I should have uh, yeah. told them, you know what, just give me five minutes, I want to pray. Yeah. But um, I made my wudu. We ended up walking on this long walk to a park. Yeah. And I ended up praying in public uh, for the yeah. first time. How and I was, quite, I, was, I, was, I was quite scared. But... I didn't want to miss the prayer. Even though I left it late, and even though I shouldn't have, yeah. I still wanted to do it because I should have done it. I should have done it earlier. I know I should have done it earlier, but I, I, I don't know. Um, Alhamdulillah, and that was your first prayer outside? Like In public? Yeah, like by myself. Like It wasn't like a... Jama'ah. Yeah, exactly. It felt really weird, especially in the town that we are in. It's very... Um, yeah. We don't, have, we don't have many There's not a Muslim, Muslim population. population Yeah, Muslim It's population. a small Muslim population You can fit in a hole And hole. the park was very <clears throat> packed And I asked my friend Like, yo Is there like A quieter place That we can go to And they were like Nah And I was like You know what Just Stay around <laughs> Around me, please <laughs> I'm just gonna pray real quick And then we can go Put my jumper down Yeah And then Surprisingly still I kept my focus I wasn't thinking 
oh, are there people looking at me, staring at me, judging me? Because I remember when Samir, again, Samir, um, was telling us about his situation. There were people walking past and he could hear them uh, saying things about, like, I forgot what he said, but they were, like... Commenting on him. Yeah. As they were, yeah. Like, oh, why are you doing that here? Like, things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, a bit... Yeah. Derogatory. I don't know. Yeah. But for me, I don't know. I just had... I just focused on my prayer and what... Like, I didn't have... Uh, I wasn't thinking, like... Oh, all these people are seeing me. What they're gonna think? What they're gonna say? Do you know what I mean? Like I had that. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I think that's very good. I mean, it's always a first. Of course, mm -hmm. you know you should have prayed earlier. Like before you left, drop a little message. Look, guys, it'll be like another five yeah. minutes. And the thing is, they yeah. would have understood. Oh, one hundred percent, they would have understood. They yeah. would have understood. But look, as long as you didn't miss that prayer, Alhamdulillah, you made the intention, you made the prayer, and it was your first time praying outside by yourself, and you made, you kept your khushu. So, Alhamdulillah, that's very good. I remember my first time praying outside. No, actually, I do not remember my first time praying outside. But I do remember, like, some places that I have prayed outside. I've prayed in the airport, like, just out there in the waiting room whilst we're waiting, like, to be, to check in. I've prayed in the library. I've prayed, I've prayed in a few places, like, and, of course, like, it, it does feel a tad weird, like, you might be getting judged, but... More times, people don't really care. They've got their own things to do. Yeah. And in, in, in other times, if they do care, then what are they going to do? All My they're going to do is going to say. Like, yeah. they, they're going to make a few comments. But the amount of times people make comments, like, look, it's going to happen anyway because of the way that we look. So why be something that they want you to be, which mm -hmm. brings you no benefit, or be somebody that they don't want you to be and have them make a few comments here and there? Like... Alhamdulillah, for us guys, it's a lot easier to do as well. You get me? Yeah. But we we can't be we can't be. Of course, it's your first time praying outside. I was like that as well. I was a bit like it was a bit nerve wracking, looking at like you know always back of my eyes, thinking, okay, is there somebody looking at me? Is there somebody mm. talking about me? Well, like, at the end of the day, like you know why you're doing it. No one else really that, matters. That's no what you always need to go back to. You not praying doesn't harm me. It's and your you not praying doesn't harm anybody else except you and mm -hmm. your relationship with Allah. Like it's that's all it is. So as long as you know why, as long as that conscious decision is always there, like look, this is for me and only for me, and only brings me benefit. And you slowly realize, look, those two prayers that I missed today, it, it's it's for me to make up. If I if I miss them, I need to pray them because it's it's for me. I I missed them. It doesn't harm Allah, it doesn't harm anybody else except me and my Literally. I became Muslim by choice. A lot of us were born into Islam, but you you can choose to leave Islam, like mm -hmm. no one's holding you back. But at the end of the day, most of us chose Islam when we stay in Islam because we know it's the truth, alhamdulillah, and Allah has guided us to that truth because He guides whom, whom He wills and He guides whom uh, He doesn't. Uh, misguides, sorry, whoever He doesn't want, and they'll never be guided. And you can try all your best and will never be guided. So alhamdulillah, we are guided. We've made that conscious decision that, yes, this is the right choice for us. It's the right religion. At the end of the day, you'll slowly realize none of this is a chore. None of this is a task. It's all for you. Mm -hmm. What's there, what's permissible is for you. And what's impermissible is made for you. I mean, we can go on hours and hours about the consequences of impermissible haram stuff and how it's impacted you or, or others around us that we have seen. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, 
what's haram is haram for very specific reasons and logical reasons. And if you choose to ignore the ignore the signs, then face the consequences. Face the consequences. And when that does happen, realize that what's happened, you're going to have to learn from it and move on. You can't throw a fit because what happened, you were warned. You were warned this would happen, but it's hard. Prevention is better than it. Wow, I make a lot of different points in one thing. <laughs> prevention is better than cure. That's the last thing I'll say. Islam has taught us that from the very beginning. Prevention is better than cure. It's a lot better to prevent a disease than try to cure the disease. 100%. So sometimes we just put ourselves in very unnecessary situations that could harm us. And Allah has said nothing... I don't bear you, I don't... Burden is so beyond yes, that yeah, 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 that exact one. Like, there is nothing. So, mm-hmm. whatever we, we face, we can handle. Allah mm-hmm. has told us, you're capable of handling this. Whatever you're facing right now, you know that you can, you can handle it. Because Allah guaranteed that you can handle it. One question. Mm-hmm. This is completely off topic. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> completely off topic. When you pray, yeah. by yourself, yeah. let's say... You're at home, you're in your room, mm-hmm. no one's there. Mm-hmm. Do you pray out loud? I do actually, and it helps with my khushu. It does. Yeah, a lot. It's really helped me. And yeah, it does help a lot actually. It does help a lot. Yeah, I like it as well. I really like it. Because I also try to recite with Tedweed and everything, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a lot easier when you do it out loud. I think it, for me, especially because um, I. I want to say I don't like leading, but mm-hmm. I'm scared to. Yeah. And we've had this conversation before. This, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel that it helps a lot. Yeah, practice makes perfect, doesn't Literally, it? Literally, practice makes perfect. And I saw this one thing where it was like, you should always be mindful of what you're saying and how you're saying it. Like, you're not just rushing your prayer. You're not just... Oh thing my God, yeah, Because... Yeah. When you pray, even if it's by yourself, the angels will pray with you. All right. The angels are the size of mountains will, will be behind you and they'll be praying with you. All right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I was speaking to my friend literally the other day and he was saying that he went to the mosque and they missed uh, Jummah prayer mm-hmm. and they just did it uh, one by themselves, so about three or four of them. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the prayer... He looked behind and there were rows upon rows upon rows of people praying behind them. And he didn't even realise. Do you know what I mean? I just found that amazing. I just found that like... No, honestly. I honestly found that amazing. Something that's not really off topic, but just kind of straying from this. Would you say that praying out loud, like leading prayers, would help like presentations and whatnot, like public speaking? I I I think so. I feel it has the same sort of connotation yeah, towards because it. Because with, with me, I don't like uh, to be Center. at the center. Yeah. If there were a room of people, I would hate to be the one in the middle that everyone... Right. I'm not that type of person. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know no, we have a few yeah. friends that are. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So if it's a presentation, you're at the front. If you're leading Salah, you're like, you have everyone listening to you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of pressure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember first. You year. want to be presentable. You want to sound nice. You, you want, want to sound every- nice. Yeah. yeah, and when you don't, it's just oh, there's someone. You don't want to make here. a mistake. Yes, but that's that's what Hoshu is. That's why it's so much better when you do pray out loud, and especially when you do lead the prayers, 
your tajweed is better, your khushu is like, you're more concentrated, the way that you recite is better, everything just feels better because all of a sudden, like, you're more very, you're a lot more cautious with what you're saying, even though it should be all the time regardless. Mm. But it's just a lot easier when you've got others behind you. When you know, yeah, when yeah. you know they're there. I mean, the amount of times that I've made mistakes when I'm by myself, I'm like, what's, well, like, uh, what's the kata, man? Mm, like, of I'm course. on the third or on the fourth. Yeah. But like, when you do it, well, and you're leading prayer, all of a sudden, you're <laughs> so cautious. You know exactly I've never had where that mistake. <laughs> Literally, I've never had that mistake. Like, oh, which... Uh, which no, 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 I was leading you. Yeah. I happened once, and that's because I felt, I felt like I messed up, but I didn't get corrected. So I should have just thought, oh, look, if I didn't get corrected, then I didn't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. But I kept thinking, okay, did I make a mistake? And I kept playing my mind, and I forgot we were on the third card. And then I, yeah. I, I go to get up, and I notice everybody behind me still sitting. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm sorry. See, yeah, I've had that that uh, mistake when I play by myself, but if I'm leading Salah, I don't think it's happened. Maybe I've just not led Salah enough. I mean, I remember one one or two times I think you've led Salah. A few times, I want to say one or two. But when I was there... It was definitely during Ramadan. Yes, during Ramadan. And it was led, you, led, you that, a couple times. that helped me. Yeah, I kind of... I remember it was, it was that, it was when you missed... Uh, Suhoor because we had our exam oh I, ju- I just about managed to eat it yeah. and there were about we just finished the exam and there was about 10-15 minutes left to pray Fajr yeah. was that five it was a timed like exam that, that timed time exam, exam. Sh- oh my god that, that sh- timed exam shot was in the foot we had 5-10 minutes left to pray Fajr we ran quickly quick do it quick that three hours went down to the wire yeah. <laughs> oh my god and then you were about to lead and I was like wait should I? Uh, this is no time to like be <laughs> about it. Just lead. <laughs> got no time Just to do, do it. it <laughs> and yeah. we had a, a good talk after that as well. So I think that was the start. No, that definitely was. That was I think that was that the first time. That was the first that was the time. First one. Yeah. I um, I mean, it was just me, right? It was just me. Oh no, that was the second time. The first time was a shambles, but I did it. I got. Yeah, it. I heard your voice was shaking. Oh my god. Were you there? Yeah, I think it was me, H. I, it was Hassan. 100% Hassan. I don't know about the others. Was it in the prayer room? Yes. Yes, I was there. Well, I was, was shaking. shaking. Oh my God, bless you. I Your was voice shaking. was really shaking. I really don't like uh, being... The, the worst center. thing is about leading prayer and you're high on adrenaline. For whatever reason, one time I led this prayer and I was high on adrenaline. I, I should have calmed down. Like, I started a lot. I really should have took the time to calm down a little bit. But, oh my god, it sounded like I was fearing for my life. Because you need to compose yourself. Like, adrenaline just gets you hyper. Yeah? I was like, Allah. <laughs> I was so. I literally, my voice was shaking so much. It's horrible. It was, it was bad, honestly. Like, it felt but so bad. I think I've gotten used to it now. Yeah, I, I'd say I've gotten oh, used yeah. to it now as well. Um, but. That's why I also want to learn new surahs as well because I want to like be able to recite new things every time that we lead prayer. Yeah. That would definitely be something that would be really exciting. For myself as well, when I'm praying to be able to like recite something definitely 100%. very exciting. I remember my first time probably was in the prayer room. Yeah. I, I was just going through something in it, so I really like I was like, well, I really could use like the barakah and khir that you get from leading a prayer. So I was like, yeah. I really want to do this. Um and whoever was supposed to lead allowed me to lead. I mean, I think that's definitely one of my main goals this 
Ramadan. Inshallah. I mean. Inshallah to lead a lot more to get to practice and to get very yeah. comfortable with it. That's why I want to cut out like music. I've already made that Quran schedule. I was very pleased with that. <laughs> I made that while sleeping. <laughs> I mean, I heard the special guest that we had in for risk management. I don't know what module it was. Wait, if it's risk management, his name's Thanos. Yes, yes, it is, yes, it is. And he had a special guest in. Yeah. He had a special guest in. And he was like, oh, what's really important like for your careers and whatnot is um, your CVs, is Excel. And I was like, oh, say no more. <laughs> Whilst the lecture is going on, <laughs> I'll make a part of the schedule. <laughs> if that's what you mean, I'm succeeding. <laughs> I don't think that's what they mean. <laughs> so I made the class schedule and it's, it's really good now. It's automated. All we need to add is just how much you've read and how, much, how many ayahs you've got left and how many you should read per salah is then updated. And then your progress bar to 100% obviously is then updated. So that's why I've made all of that um, just to make it a little bit easier and read more. You should shallow. maybe make this publicly available. Um, I might, I'll probably link it on like a few social medias mm-hmm. and then just push it and get, get somebody else to have the link because I'm very volatile on my social media. Like I'll deactivate every once in a while. Yeah. And None of my stuff will be available, so I'll probably let a few people just have it on theirs and just push it so that so it's available. But I guess so, because then I'll get rewards from everybody else using it, which would be of very course. good. That's a very good idea, to be honest. I'll probably do that. I don't know what. I don't put this in words. What initially made me become a lot closer to mm-hmm. Islam recently? Mm-hmm. It's not just been in these. In these two weeks, it's been a build-up. Yeah. But these two weeks, it's where it's been a big boost, huge boost. I've expanded. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Alhamdulillah. But um, it all started over um just randomly. I my late grandfather mm-hmm. just came into my head, and um, my uncle also passed away around this time last year. And they both just came into my head randomly. Mm-hmm. And it did become quite emotional. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing this one video where it was about... Um, essentially, this one person passed away and the video was of them reciting. Uh, that person. A surah uh, yeah. from the Quran. And one of the comments was like, just imagine all of the light that this man is receiving for all of these thousands of people that are listening to his recitation. And that made me think, like, that's such a beautiful thought. Like, for someone that's passed away, just imagine what they would be going through to, like, what they would be thinking to, like, to experience something like that. Like, why, why so much... Like, why, yeah, why is there so much noor coming into my grave? Why is it because... And it just made me think, like, I should be doing a lot more for the sake of those that I know that have passed away. Because I think you can recite that, like, you can complete... There's, uh, there's a lot of... So there's you quite can complete the Qur'an on behalf of um, others. There's quite a few ways to yeah. give... You can give charity on behalf of others as yeah. well. So, yeah. I mean, so, just for our sakes as well, bro, there's so much that we need course. to do. Once we pass away and the next generation passes away, who knows us? SubhanAllah. Man. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we haven't done enough, enough, then 
Suddenly, like, you know, a generation or two. Like, after that second generation, it's very hard to remember the third generation. Like, three generations ago, I'm making dua for three generations ago. Do you get me? The mistake I made, which I also realized, was that I had only been praying for the the family the family members that I knew that I met yeah and I've had three grandparents that I never met yeah so I mean, that's three members of my family that my mom and dad were both very close to that I've just not been you know praying for that I've not been like doing my part for do you know what I mean yeah and I realized that if we don't do enough for ourselves What's After a generation or two, like... What's going to guarantee they're going to do it for you? Exactly. You know what's so crazy? There's two things, honestly. First one is, um, that goes back to like, oh, how you should treat your parents because that's that will be most likely how your kids will treat you. It's quite odd because more times that's how it goes. How you treat them is how your kids will treat you when you're a parent. Mm -hmm. And so obviously we should be very wary of that. And, uh, oh, and second um, is how quick time goes like it's the concept of time well that's actually really scary mm -hmm. like for me i've had so many flashbacks recently of like what life was only a year ago only two only three or how i'm about to finish university and it was only feels like a year ago that i started mm -hmm. how a levels was only two years and in two years so many things went down but i can only remember like a handful yeah, of literally. it literally like secondary school seven eight years and i can remember five ten things about like why that year was so those seven years of my life was good or bad or whatever it's scary how quick time goes like before you know it it's done and dusted or it's judgment day like either way before you know it, it's finished mm -hmm. so it's so scary how we keep working for for this day or for today and tomorrow but not for the akhirah like it's very scary how we prioritize so much but still forget yeah. to prioritize the akhirah like I don't know if we need any more reminders if we don't need any more to be actually visible like look it's so temporary we've had enough it's so temporary you think about infants die infants little kids died like your grandparents our great great grandparents are no longer alive like there's generations how, how old is the earth and they're all gone like so many people have gone and the most beloved to Allah Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the Sahabas the other prophets they're all gone like they're all they're dead they're, they're in the ground like khalas Allah Allah guarantees life to nobody like everybody will I sit on this earth it's only limited amount of time and that's it and the akhirah is infinite mm -hmm. yeah it's very weird we still work for today and tomorrow like it's so weird I generally don't understand why we spend so much time Obviously, look, the world, there's things that you need to do in this world because your, like, your family needs to provide them. You still them. need you do to this. live the life of the world. Of course. But, like, it's so weird how we let it get to us so much. Mm -hmm. Like, ourselves, I'm sure times things have gotten so bad that we, like, contemplate, like, our suicide and whatnot, or the thought may have crossed our minds. But, like, thinking about it, look, it's so temporary. And you're going to give it up for what? For nothing? Like, an infinite infinity and that's it like 
it's really weird to me. It's so yeah, weird. The concept of time is going so quick. This one the concept of time itself. <laughs> there was this one saying. Uh, don't quote me on this. Right. I believe it was a saying by Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and it was essentially. Um, think of the ocean. Mm-hmm. How big it is. How deep it is. It's yeah. it's so big and so vast. We don't. We know, know more of space than we do of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Now, get a pin, you know, mm-hmm. like a hairpin, yeah. and dip it into the ocean and take it out. Yeah. The water that resides on the pin resembles our life on Earth, and the water of the ocean is our afterlife. Deep the comparison. It's unthinkable. Do you know what I mean? It's it's weird. Like you can't put into perspective. You can't. It's one of those things where you where as as much as you think you literally you can't you can't, you can't understand you can't like how big it is. Yeah, you can't fathom it. I I I watched this example. It was a different example that I watched, and it was of this man saying, "Look, there's this rope. It was a really long rope, but mm-hmm. he marked the one end of it and was like about a uh, little finger's width." Um, I just marked it red. So, all right, well, look, this is how much you'll live on this earth. And then just keeps drawing the rope and drawing the rope and drawing the rope and bringing it in and bringing it in. And goes, it keeps going. And this is infinity. This is the akhirah. It keeps going and going and going. And then, and then he hasn't stopped. The full rope isn't there. And he goes, now look back at what it was. Of this unfinished rope that keeps coming in and coming in and coming in. Mm-hmm. Look at how much of it is is this life, and it's it's so crazy. Like, I think I've seen this. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like this tiny little bit, which in reality it really is. It is that tiny little bit. Mm-hmm. Sixty max, eighty on a good day. Good day. <laughs> eighty <laughs> if you're really healthy. <laughs> eighty years if you're really healthy or if, something like that. If, if, if Allah, Allah wills it. If Allah wills it. That's how long it is. Like it's and even then let's say let's give them two hundred years, which I don't think anybody is right now. Like the oldest person is probably like hundred ten or something like that. Mm-hmm. Let's give them like hundred two hundred years. It literally adds like another fingertip. If anything, another fingertip to that rope. And it still changes nothing. Dip dip the pin back into the water one more time, and that's probably how much like they've gained. Subhanallah, it's so crazy. Like, and that is why we should be working towards the akhirah. Yeah, that is crazy. Subhanallah. Right. Well, I think it's time to draw this to an end. It has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it has been a very fun talk as well. I very much enjoyed this. I have as well. Thank you very much for. It was your first one as well, wasn't it? It was my first first time on your podcast. I think there will be a lot more. I can't lie. I hope I'm so. hoping we can get back to the studio soon because that'll be a proper nice recording. As if well. it's open, I'm definitely down. I'm hoping so because April twelfth, isn't it? It opens up. Mm-hmm. Should do. So when it does, so basically we'll start of Ramadan. Start of Ramadan. So or we'll maybe have, the day before. We can have we can have daily stuff as well. We can have daily Ramadan ones, possibly. But I don't want to be too ambitious mm-hmm. and then not follow through. <laughs> you have exams at the same time. <laughs> we do have a lot of exams to be honest. And at the end of that, um, at the end of April, I think it is we have um was a dissertation. Yes, twenty like, eighth yes. of April, I think. That's so good. They have you know the deadline because I don't. So, <laughs> I just looked at it yesterday. <laughs> it's very good. But yeah, so don't want to be too ambitious. But hopefully, this is the first of many. 
for you and episodes in general as well. Yeah, I'll be, so I'll, I'll be, I'll be here again. Sure. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. It'll be very enjoyable. And yeah, alaikum. Thank you Salaam all of you guys for listening as well. I really appreciate it. And if you made it this far, thank you very much. Jazakallah khair and have a good one.